They say that necessity is the mother of invention. But you have to wonder, what really inspires change? Sometimes inspiration can be fairly fickle. Sometimes it can be found on the silver screen while walking through a museum or in every note of a song. Other times, inspiration hides like it owes you money. In the world of creative cocktails, inspiration abounds and change is happening everywhere. Saying that a cocktail renaissance is a necessity might be a bit of a stretch, but hell, it sure is fun. Foodies and boozies in restaurants and bars around the country finding new takes on old favorites. They're shaking things up and adding twists upon twists. Modern cocktails are art you can drink. And the cocktail scene is truly happening. And we'd love to give you a taste. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am Louise Salas, and more importantly, with me is Gina, our queen bee, the ringleader of all things delicious, and of course, DC's Mixtress. Thanks, Louise, for that introduction. <laughs> I hope it's buzztastic. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slaying it. Um, so to open today's show, I want to do something a little different, and I'm going to um, borrow some wise words from Eleanor Roosevelt. Ready? Ready, ready for this? I'm okay. Ready. Okay. So, uh, women are like tea bags. You never know how strong they are until they're in hot water. Mm, I like that. You like it? Yes. So uh, you may ask, what the hell are you talking about, Louise? Why yeah, are you talking about? Kind of. Yeah, it's, you, that's the norm, though. <laughs> um, so, well, today's designated drinker seems to kind of fit that. Kind of like made me look for that right quote, and um, so that she's a little bit of a rule breaker in a good way and by industry standards she's way younger than most of her peers and she's being already being awarded internationally and well she's a, a she which is very different so please welcome designated drinker nicole hassoon hey i am so excited to hey, be here. i got it right that was great. that's a great <laughs> smile nicole i gotta tell you <laughs> It never goes away. I mean, I love it. It's all the whiskey. All the, okay. all the, it's all gin. All, all the, the booze. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the spirit around all you. All the spirit. High spirits. Oh, there you go. Yes. So um, let's talk about what makes, I mean, all the that big intro with Eleanor Roosevelt's quote. Please tell the listeners what you do and who you are. So now I, uh, I am currently a head distiller in a distillery in, in Washington, D.C. called Joseph Magnus Distillery. So my, uh, my babies are kind of all of the white spirits that we create. So vodka, I have two different gins. I do contract gins as well and contract vodkas. Um, and then I sit and listen very closely when our master blender, Nancy Fraley, puts together these beautiful whiskeys that we have. So Wonderful. Yeah. That's cool. That doesn't sound like a job that sucks. No. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty fun to get up in the morning <laughs> and go to work. <laughs> Tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, Joseph A. Magnus has a really interesting story. Yeah, this was a pre-prohibition distillery that we have restarted in Washington, D.C. So the great-grandson of Joseph Magnus um, had found a 122-year-old bottle of whiskey kind of in his mother's house, and he had found one from his aunt, and uh, luckily uh, didn't just open it up and share it with his friends immediately. 
and immediately, call. immediately, which <laughs> if I had found that, I would have had a really wonderful party, and we would not have a distillery. Yeah. Um, but instead, he contacted some of these big wigs in uh, the bourbon world and said, "Hey, let's go to Kentucky and taste this." So they extracted through the cork this 122-year-old bottle of bourbon, put it in a shot glass, passed it around, and uh, you know everybody took a sip and set it down and. And finally, um, one of the guys there slammed his hand on the table and said, this is good shit. <laughs> and that meant, and these are the experts. <laughs> these are the experts. That was the expert terminology for uh, let's, let's figure out how this bourbon was made. So Nancy Fraley, our master blender, kind of took it back and, and tried, you know, took it to reverse her lab. Reverse engineering. And, yeah, reverse engineered the best that she could, this really old whiskey. And that's what the, our flagship bourbon is. That's the Joseph Magnus bourbon. That's such an interesting story. You can almost feel like the tension of everyone like right. sipping and passing along. <laughs> like, is this going to be good? Yes. <laughs> let's talk. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about bourbon. What makes bourbon bourbon? What makes it whiskey? How long? How old? So yeah, I uh, the way that I the easy way to think about it, right, is whiskey is the overall term for aged spirit, um, and bourbon is kind of the more specified version of that. So uh, in order to make bourbon bourbon. Um, Obviously, it is a whiskey, just like rye is a whiskey, but bourbon has a majority content of its mash bill uh, as corn, right? So it's 51% corn. The rest of that can be other things. Rye, malted barley is what's in here. Um, It has to be distilled within the United States. It has to come off the still at an average proof. And it has to go into new white oak barrels. And that is what makes bourbon bourbon. Yeah, so... What you see now uh, is a lot of people doing a lot of great things with used bourbon casks because you can yeah. never put you know, juice, yeah. juice back in that and call it bourbon again. So we get bourbon barrel-aged coffee and great stouts and all these kinds of cool things now that are taking on these amazing bourbon notes. You know who made that law, right? Who? A barrel maker. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wish I was born into like a Cooper family. <laughs> Even if it's not true, I'm buying what you're selling. I know. <laughs> it makes sense, though. Oh, this smells delicious. So, yeah, this is yeah, this is as close as we could get to kind of that original Magnus. And um, Nancy had said from tasting it, she tasted all these rancio notes, and that meant like old cognac, old sherry. And so what she cellared. did to get as, yeah, like like a cellar. Right, but Ronson means it's been cellared. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know that because. Thank you. Super nerdy talk. It is. I yes. love it. I mean, Super I love nerdy. it, but I'm into it. But <laughs> um, so what she did was take bourbon and then finish it in uh, two different kinds of sherry casks and a cognac cask. And that's that's what this is. So it's a triple cask finished bourbon. You can really feel that in the, in the back, like like through your job. So, oh, yeah. so when you nice. sip when you sip this, mm-hmm. what's the proof on this one? 100 proof. All right, so it's 100 proof. So it's bonded, right? So basically what you want to do is you want to like put um you want to take a sip mm-hmm. and, and then like like coat it in your mouth, mm-hmm. blow it out, and then take your second sip and that's when you're actually going to taste it. Cuz your your palate's not ready for that much alcohol that quickly. Exactly. Oh. Blow it out. Blow it out. <sighs> yeah, I did that. Ooh. Yeah, but like, no, no. I mean, you're right. That that really does change the experience altogether. Yeah. So now you feel like those notes she's talking about—that mm-hmm. raisiny, that cognac—it's all in the back of your palate. Yep. And going up your sinuses. That's that's what the cellar. That's what runs here. That's what that, that flavor is. Yeah. Oh, but that's, that's how to experience. Oh, that's really cool. Nice. And that'll be the episode of the Designated Drinker Show. Thanks for coming. Well, let me geek out over bourbon. <laughs> I'm going to finish all this and lay on the floor. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you bring us? Oh, so much booze. Okay, so let's taste through whiskeys while we're sitting here looking at whiskeys. All right, let's do it. Um, the next thing we're going to taste is the Murray Hill Club. This it's a blended bourbon. So it is in the same vein as blended whiskeys that I think a lot of times maybe get a bad rap because blended whiskeys, when you think of it, maybe you think of uh, a whiskey that's been kind of cut with something just to make it stretch. So grain neutral spirit or something. Gotcha. And just so it looks like a whiskey, smells kind of like a whiskey. And Hold. no, that's fine. And, okay. um, and, but, you know, in our case, what Nancy has really tried to do is create a really beautiful version of a blended bourbon. So the reason it's a blended bourbon is it's over 51% bourbon in the blend. Um, and then it's also with an 11 year light whiskey. Um, and there is a little bit of an 18 year old bourbon in there as well so so what is the what's the light whiskey is that a rye what no is it? it's 100 percent it? corn spirit. it is corn yeah it's much higher proof and then it goes into used bourbon barrels so it's another use for used bourbon barrels so it's a much higher proof 100 percent corn spirit thrown into bourbon barrels and just left so it doesn't just take on as much it color in. it doesn't take on as much flavor it's used it's to kind of crazy bolster. apple like so pear. I, I, call, I don't know I, I love this whiskey this is the whiskey that i no longer you know have at my house because right. I would nice share it with everyone. I um, this is even higher proof. So it's 103 proof. Still the same thing. Blow it out. Yeah. Did that. I found all the. Now it's sweeter. It Just, is just, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you get that a lot from that 18 year and that 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 light whiskey, which is 100 percent corn, because corn is a much sweeter product. This is how people get in serious trouble when they like they're like, well, this is this is sweeter, and then you add like say a cube of ice to this. Bye bye. It's easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy oh, drinking. Yeah. See, I just it's too easy to drink. I call this my daytime whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Living life this wrong, Gene. I'm leaving it all wakes, wrong. Wakes you up, you know. The one that we tasted first is my nighttime whiskey. You want that, like you know, after dinner. <laughs> so do you, um, Gina? Would obviously tasting them neat is it, we're learning so much about all the flavor pro, flavor profiles yeah when you take into consider like when you want to mix it how, some whiskeys you don't mix yeah is i may not mix the mario hill yeah the bonded i would yeah the bonded would make a fabulous like you could cut it with like like uh, definitely like a um like an old-fashioned yeah or, like a boulevardier is like my favorite yeah. thing to do with that magnus um, Boulevardier, just so everybody knows, is basically a Negroni. It's, it's got a really fancy name, and it was old-timey, and then Negroni came, and they thought they invented something great, but they just switched it with gin. Yep. Just to give everybody a background. So you can ask for Boulevardier when, you're, when your bartender says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Go, oh, can I just get a, 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 a bourbon Negroni? And they'll be like, absolutely, and then there you go. See, you're schooling all the way around. Anyway, can I just say one wonderful note about this? This is like um, perfumey in a way. Yeah. I love it. Oh, the aromatics I, on this the is aromatics, stunning. Yeah. Stunning. You know, I've never had this. Really? Yeah, I know I've had I've had this, Avi. Yeah. But like I have not had this. It's um it runs out a little bit more quickly than the Joseph Magnus bourbon. The Joseph Magnus bourbon reaches the farthest. I do open a bar, you know, a bar down the street from you. So I know. we can maybe like <laughs> let's uh yeah. maybe like have like a little bit more Gina, I have this in stock today. All right, deal. <laughs> right. You're three minutes away from me. That's so I, true. Do you eat your sandwiches? <laughs> do all the time. <laughs> so deal. I can, wow. I can make that. Happen. I'm feeling the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I, it's not just the whiskey. I didn't know this was sitting on the. I didn't have no idea how delicious this is. Delicious. All right, go. Let's go. Okay, wait. So we're gonna go 
Not this one? No, yeah, let's do this. This is a Murray Hill Club spe special release. This is that same Murray Hill Club that we tasted, that we all loved. No, same glass. That oh, is um, finished in Pinot de Charente casks. So, exact same Murray Hill Club. If you can't say that, you've had too much to drink, I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Wait, back up. Tell them what, what that cast... So, so Pinot de Charente is yeah. um, kind of like a dessert wine. Okay. It is uh, an unfermented grape juice that is mixed with cognac and then aged for years and years. Oh. And comes out like a like a beautiful sweet uh, like aperitif wine like it's gotcha. a really gorgeous like sweet wine. Um, so we took like those a, casks like an undistilled vermouth. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. Sorry. We took those casks and uh, yeah, finished that exact Murray Hill Club in that, and oh, we left it at that. cask strength. So it is higher proof. <laughs> you have to double check. It's like one oh seven. What do you think it like is? One oh seven, and I'm making it up. <laughs> I forget now. Mm, keep going. It's one twelve. One twelve. One twelve. So this Fabulous. you will see kind of like dissipates off your tongue in little puffs of clouds. Is what I picture every time I drink. <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever experienced a finish quite like this, honestly. I can see what it means. It leaves like a weight on your tongue. It's really, it's interesting. What do you think, Gina? It is um, definitely strong. It is strong. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I see what you mean by the palate weight. You know, it's funny. Um, after it gets in your mouth and you, like, you start getting used to the proof, it goes right back to that same fruity flavor. I know. Yeah. And that sweetness. That's on the nose. Yeah. Which is uh, super, that's like, Pretty incredible, really. So when um, let's let's back up for a second. Cast strength. Yeah. Cast strength is when you take so something's been sitting in the cast. Obviously, you take it out of the bottle. You you test it, right? So you're gonna test it and see what your what your alcohol's at, and you make the decision how you're gonna cut it with water. Okay. When you go to bottling, you add water to it. You just don't take everything that's out of the cast <laughs> and throw it into. Um, a bottle, right? That's how you get to proofs. So there's, there's no way to make something. 80 proof in a cast, and that's how it is. It's water to the distillate that makes that ra that ratio happen. This is beautiful. So when I'm guessing that this is this, Wait, what the are water. This? Which yeah, one are you talking about to bring that down to Which two are we talking about, Dina? The um, the Murray Hill, the yeah. Reserve versus um, bring, what is this? One? What did you say? It's one of three. One of three. So this is not. It's the same juice. Same juice. Yeah. Same so it's everything. cut. Yeah. So it's cut. Oh, interesting. Okay. So. so yeah, Wait, we, I just yeah, want to say one thing. No. So when you cut it, right, it's the same thing. Now, what she's doing is she's taking the guesswork out for you. So, like, when you think about whiskey and you spend all this money on whiskey, one thing I can't stand is when somebody takes, like, a giant ice cube, puts it in there, and goes, ah, I just, spent a, just got this crazy whiskey. And it cost me $90 a bottle, and you just put, like, 10 ounces of ice in it, and you just ruined it. So what she's creating is a way for you to, this is the right amount. Yeah. So if you really want to drink it cold, which I probably wouldn't drink that cold, but if you really want to drink cold, I'd probably put the bottle in the refrigerator, serve it cold, and then never ever add an ice cube to it. Yeah. Would you chill the glass? Could that would be that would that would that be another way you no, could do that? No, chilling a glass is different because you're actually putting condensation and water back into the property gotcha. again. Gotcha. And it's like not like beer. You know what I mean? Like you want to. Like, so the reason why chilling a glass for beer is okay is because is the water content so high and the alcohol so low. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't do. It's not the same. 
Interesting. Sorry, is that okay? I just no. want to give perfect. <laughs> I want to give that. Exactly I, I, perfect. Okay. Thank you. I think I'm just going to be quiet on this episode because geeking out on all this stuff no, is awesome. All right, this all right. is where no, you no, skip. No, no, no. no. This like, is great learning. I love this. So um, let's talk about. This um, is great drink. I'm like, yes. I know. Let's enjoy this. <laughs> 112 proof day every day. <laughs> oh, I do. So I did. <laughs> Life is tough for some. Life is tough. <laughs> so um, we did mentioned that um, you are um, just kind of stepping off the stage with some kind of big award. Tell us a little bit about that. It was pretty exciting. a bit. And uh, really surprising. So my newest white spirit that we put out was my Navy Strength Gin, um, which for those that don't know is like a 114 proof. It's between 114 and 115 proof is what classifies Navy Strength Gin. So very high proof. Do you want to tell the story of Navy Strength and why? Or Wait, no? you tell the story of Navy Strength. So Navy Strength is exactly what it's for, Navy, right? So it cures scurvy, and they, they made distillates. They made gin. And basically, it started with the British um, uh, Naval Academy or whatever. They were Army, not Army, Navy, The troops, right? yep, Navy, yeah. troops. Sorry, 112, I didn't I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Okay, anyway, uh, they packed the ships with this and limes. To, to prevent scurvy because they were some dirty bastards on those ships. <laughs> let's, exactly. Soap was not important, but nope. gin was. Gin was very hey, let's, can we try? Let's backtrack. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it and then let's Louise yeah. try this because she yeah. never had it. Okay. So, so, the really cool thing about the Navy Strength was um, I just came back from London and it won world's best Thank Navy you. from this. World Gin Awards, which um, we were really, really proud of. You should be. Yeah. That's amazing. I was up against some of my favorites. So yeah. it was pretty exciting to see it uh, take home something. But yeah, it's the newest thing oh, that I put out. Beautiful. So what we're going to try first um, is our District Dry Gin. And this was the first gin. This came out the same time as a Joseph Magnus bourbon. This is when I learned how to distill. Uh, <laughs> was making this gin. Um, and this one I wanted to, to make it like a, an easy everybody gin. So I found fresh juniper. Um, Sticky. I, just laying around? Yeah, well, no, no that's just really hard. I wish. <laughs> I know, it was so hard. I was like, oh, this is the United States. It's going to be so easy to find juniper. It's not because it is so sticky and it is so hard to process and you, can, you don't make that much money off of it. So not many people do it. But oh. I found a really wonderful woman out in Oregon whose backyard was 225 acres of oh. juniper trees. And she eventually called me back and said, hey, would you pay me for juniper? And I said, yeah. So she and her partner literally go collect juniper for me once a week and box it up and send it, you know, That's through, an through awesome the USDS. That's an awesome story. Could you just and imagine? Just literally money is growing on her trees. I know. And she didn't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People, there is juniper locally. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just the resin. It's like resin. It just gets, it's too much. Yeah. It's like sticky, there's, sticky. A, there's a certain brick to it that she needs oh, in yeah. order to convert it. Otherwise, all it turns into is goo. Yeah, so in, in the very early, the beginning, she would send me just basically pieces of the branches with the berries still on it because she said it was so time-consuming. She didn't know how much she could charge. And we would take, like, three days trying to process the juniper off. And I was like, you know what? I'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever that's going to take, I will pay you <laughs> to do Absolutely. it for me and put it in a box and send it. So that makes it a lot I can't easier. even imagine what her gloves slash hands look like from picking that juniper. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, like, juniper around the world, and ju yeah. juniper varies. So some places, berries are bigger. Some places, and they're not quite as juicy, and then there's, yeah. like, more that are sticky and condensed. And, like, the colder the climate, as the climate gets chillier and wetter, the juniper berry changes. That's why if you look where the parallel of Oregon is versus, say, that little 
little peninsula, a little island of England. Yeah. It makes very, like, much sense of why. Yeah, why you have such a, a difference in. Yeah. Well, no, why it's similar when you talk about, like, oh, like I see in the world yes. where it is, right? On the latitude of it. And then it's different because of the ocean, the air, the sea spray. Yeah. Oh, we've been talking Soil. a lot, you know. Yeah. yeah, like the terroir of juniper, actually, it, it adds so much, just like wine. It adds so much to gins, and it changes gins so much. So we Interesting. All, all gin nerds kind of talk about just, you know, distilling <laughs> pure okay. juniper and seeing what the terroir right. ends up being. Uh, Wait, sorry. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Right, I'm ready. Right, right. I'm, I'm ready. ready. That was the angel chair. That was the angel chair. Whoops. <laughs> one, my little spirit out. We're not even going to get to the cocktail. Forget it. I don't even know I'm so ready for the cocktail. <laughs> we are going to do the cocktail. We are going to do the cocktail. But I wanted yeah. to try this real quick. All right. And this is so the Navy this strength, is correct? 114 proofs. Correct. So. Yum, yum. This one is It's the same base spirit. It's 100% corn. Um but everything else is different. So the juniper is different. It's an Italian juniper. It's a much more robust juniper. Um, I use black mission figs and hops and fresh lemon and hibiscus. Um, and then the most important thing. beautiful. And it sounds going to sound very strange, but actually my, every, every week my father makes this wet harissa for it. Oh, interesting. So the other piece that goes in there is uh, a harissa that's done with, like, olive oil and garlic and coriander and cumin. Really? And salt and Aleppo the pepper. salt is 100% prevalent yeah. on the nose. Oh, totally. It's crazy. So it's, it adds, I wanted almost a savory note. For me, I wanted to be able to mix this with oh, soda yeah. water and a lime and for it to taste kind of like a gin and tonic, but without sugar. And then also I wanted it to stand through everything else that it could be in but it is yeah. that's a that's a punch in the face it's not but a it's sipper. beautiful no <laughs> no it's it's lovely in a good way i mean but it's it's a i mean you're right oh, yeah. uh, that proof is it's definitely navy proof oh yeah all right Ooh. all right so what do you got for, going for us gina okay here we go so i missed so good <laughs> again so another good. angel pour so good for you jesus <laughs> okay i didn't say it all right let's talk about this so Fun things, right? We just talked about the Navy, Navy Strike, Navy Grog, one of my favorites. I love Grog as a type of cocktail that um, just uses overproofed uh, spirits. Generally, you would use rum, Navy Strength rum. Go right back to our <laughs> thing. So what this drink is, is going to be uh, one ounce of the Navy Strength gin. That. And then we have in there, I also have uh, one ounce of uh, dark rum. And then one ounce of a 151 rum. Ooh. Okay. Then we have one ounce of grapefruit juice, one ounce of orange juice. And then we added in that uh, one ounce of simple syrup. And then we finished it off with, um, did I say the grapefruit juice? One ounce of grapefruit juice. And if I didn't say it, don't it's worry. In there. If, you did, if you didn't catch it, you just go to head over to designatedrinker.show and uh, we'll write that down. It'll be clear um, as day. Let's talk about that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? This episode is crazy. This is where it happens. All right. So what happens when you start drinking right off the Basically, top? Basically, here's the deal. Put in three things that are super strong and some juice. <laughs> Shake and we're, we're going to be in 1985 again. Let's just do that. <laughs> Perfect. That is not what we've done. That is, that is where I... It just I, may sound like that's what we've done. That is what has happened. The show is gone. We've lost all credibility. <laughs> Dogs Going and cats. Going to hell in a handbag. Dogs and cats living together. This is <laughs> sinful. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're pouring this over crushed ice. And I'm going to puncture the ice because it's crushed with a straw. 
And by the way, I do not use uh, actual plastic straws. These are biodegradable corn straws. Oh, wonderful. And awesome. if you are not going to use corn straws or paper straws, please don't use a straw. And then we're going to add in there just for garnish and for fun. Um, oh, how beautiful just, is that? Uh, just a little flag of an orange wheel, a lime wheel, and then we're going to top it with just a little piece of lemon because it's a little great. slice of lemon is just like heaven. And I rhymed and I'm done. So <laughs> I'm not actually going to talk unassuming. anymore today. Thank you. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Look how beautiful this, this one is. One is. <laughs> All right. I'll just be over here. Oh my God. You would have no idea that it will make that you take would a be nap immediately. Dangerous. <laughs> it's so delicious oh, in so light. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be very dangerous. I'll, I'll see you all at Suburbia this summer. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming. Perfect. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for I'm coming. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> amazing. Beautiful. Mm. Yum. Yes, I like the I citrus notes on this. It's nice and uh, refreshing. And, oh yeah. And, like it's kind of like you. you. It's zesty. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, when you add up the numbers in there, that should that should give you a nice pep in your staff. Oh that's right, for sure. I know. Well, or a couple stumbles left and right, maybe. <laughs> uh, Speaking of, do you know where Three Sheets to the Wind comes from? Uh, right now? No. Yeah. It's another navel. <laughs> what? It's what another navel. No, term. I didn't know that. Go. It's another navel term. Um, it is when a ship is coming into um, into dock, but the winds are coming um, off the land, so against them. It's not taking pushing them in. It's pushing them out. So they have to. Change the sails, so that's the sheets, uh, and, it the go, and they go back and forth the same way you may bob and weave after you've had one too many of these drinks. Oh, so it's that cool. To that know. See, thank you. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> that's what I'm doing, Gina. Drop an anchor and call this episode. Oh. <laughs> yes, and on that note, <laughs> I'm calling it. <laughs> it's <the> last call. <laughs> Nicole, you don't have to go home, but we all have to get the hell out of here. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for coming. Just so everyone knows, um, we want to do a special shout out to New District Brewing Company. They're hosting the show today, allowing us to uh, take over their space, use their bar, and call it home. <laughs>